Yes, people, welcome back to Albert JTV. Match review time, Europa League first leg. Villarreal 2, Arsenal 1. But before we get into it, let's hit the intro. <music> Yes, people, welcome back. Welcome back again to Albert JTV. Guys, another late one for me. Not many, but I thought, you know what? Let's get it done and out of the way. Um, I didn't really feel like doing it tomorrow, if I'm being totally honest with you. Uh, so I thought I'd do it tonight. A uh, lot of people streaming tonight, obviously. Watch alongs. A um, couple of my Arsenal content creators doing their thing on their channels. I will check it out at some point. People, if you haven't already, you should know what to do by now. And there you have it once again. Smash that like button, people, if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell. I will be putting this out on my Instagram, IGTV, later. And also, uh, you'll have it for the audio version on Anchor and Spotify going along the bottom of the screen. So, people, yeah, um, what's, 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 what did I put in my title again? I think I put Renewed Hope. Um which I think pretty much sums it up in terms of Arsenal chances make it into the final. But if we delve a bit deeper and we look at the performance, um, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I've got two special guests with me. This is pretty last minute for them to come on, but I'm glad they managed to come on my brothers. RJ Wills, thank you, my friend, for coming on to do the match review. Thank you, my brother. No problem. Anytime, brother. Anytime. So there's a lot to talk about. So um, I'll be honest, I I'm not really a person. Let me introduce Souls, actually, before I start getting into it. Souls, my bro, thank you for coming on. Let's short notice, bro. Thank you. No, no, so when you call up, man, it's an honour. So don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, much love to my guys, man. Um, first, let me quick sign out quick. Big up to the guys who came to the protest last week. Um, I must admit, I was very touch and go. I was going to go just because of personal things. But the, the turnout was amazing. Um, I know people talking about a, a thousand people. And I was like, no, no, no. You're looking about four and a half, five thousand people there. That was a lot of big turnout, but let's not deviate away from tonight. Um, before I'm going to kick off with RJ, before I come to you, bro, um, I think whatever whatever camp you're in, in terms of your feelings towards the, the manager, um, I think tonight, even for all bases covered, we're left baffled. Um, because I, I certainly was. So, um, RJ, I'm going to come to you, mate. Um, the most obvious thing to kick off with is um, team lineup. What are or what were your thoughts? Well, where's the striker? First thing, yeah. Um, why is Jack a left back? Second thing, um, I've got this. I've got really this. Faced... Sorry, RJ, for all your listeners, I've got this. I've got the image of the team lineup on screen. RJ just talking. Sorry, bro. No, that's all right. Um, and for Smith Rowe to play 
as a striker or a force nine or <laughs> you know what as they always say if you don't laugh you'll cry yeah i've said i've had enough for this manager weeks ago maybe a few months back if this ain't enough to convince a lot of to their inners then i don't know what will because this to me was absolutely shambolic how you know listen as a manager i'm not a manager but as a manager you're supposed to scout your opposition right we know about chukwesi we know about gerald moreno we know about their defenders as well mm. please someone please tell me they remember what happened with richarlison and jaco against everton right mm. so why any hell are you going to play Xhaka again at left back when you can risk Saka there let's be honest guys Cedric if you want okay yeah. there are options there but the most non-mobile person who isn't a left back there against a bloody rapid winger in Chikwesi and it mm. only took about four minutes to it see. took four minutes. Yeah. So now I'm saying the defending was poor for the second goal. And to be honest, we got out of that first half alive. If I'm honest, okay. we should have been three or four down. Yeah. Um, poor man management. I'll make it quick. Poor man management, not taking Sabias off in the within the second half. You think mm. take Sabias off? This is what I was even I was on the phone to one of my boys as well. I said to him. We need to take Sabias off, bring Xhaka back in that midfield, put Cedric on or something, all right? Yeah. Or whatever, do something, you know? But no, within five, ten minutes, buy Sabias, buy red card. Mm. And for his performance, was so hot and cold, he might as well go and take a taxi back to the Bernabeu. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. He's so hot and cold, and you're on a yellow fix up and I kept doing this all game the manager and the players not good enough today only a few players can hand their head up high Pepe Saka and you know what I've criticized him before still don't think he's the right keeper but Leno as well he made a fantastic big save. save big save yeah big that save, big save. yeah this is what gets someone learns about Leno he does this <laughs> yeah and it's not consistent that's yeah. the thing that's why I still don't rate him it's not consistent but Overall, you know, one foot in, one foot out. That's me. Big talk from my boy RJ, man. Big up to the people in the chat. It's lively already. Jesus. Um, a lot of people watching, I think, on Facebook or Periscope, as I can see. Guys, like I said, smash that like button if you haven't already. Um, I've got the banner going on the bottom of the screen. Subscribe to my brother's channel, Let's Debate Footy and RJ Wills, my bros. Check out the content. Keep it factual. Keep it real. That's the best way to do it, guys. Um, Solzy, let me bring you in, bro. Um, same question to you, really. Before I come to you, I'll, I'll give you my quick two pennies thoughts. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I, st I wasn't really too shocked with the back four, um, if, I, if I'm being truthful. Um, the striker, the, the, the front four, I didn't have a problem with because, Souls, I saw your content. Um, very, very good tactical breakdown in the week about Villarreal. Very high line. Very, very high line. Very... If you've got the right front four, front three, maybe even front two, 
you get in behind, you will give that Villarreal, Villarreal defence issues. Yes, they have two very good and experienced centre-back in Albayol and obviously um, um, Torres as well, but they do play a very high line. Um, so I wasn't too displeased with the front four. But then when I actually saw the makeup of the system, I mean, we're going into a semi-final, our biggest game of the season. Um, and we can't seem to play well in a favoured formation of a 4-2-3-1. So why would you play a system with a false nine? Thinking that's going to work against a, a tactician who's won the Europa League three times you know, before I, I, I'll be honest, I, I couldn't, I actually couldn't believe it if I'm honest. Um, souls, yeah, take over to you, mate. What was your thoughts, mate? Um, and and, and yeah, when you kind of saw is we playing a false nine with ESR, the, the truth is, I actually didn't even because obviously it was, I was getting ready to break my fast and stuff, but I didn't see the lineup as in the formation and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I just see like a list of like names, you know, how the lineups first come out with the league. Yeah, and I was like, you know what, actually, this ain't too bad because I was like, all right, Pepe's gonna play as a striker, and then I was like, all yeah. right, maybe, and then and then when the game started, I was like, okay, maybe he's just doing what Aubameyang does sometimes where he drifts into the wings. I was like, all yeah. right, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what he's doing. And then he just stayed there. And I was like, okay, maybe Arteta will change it. Surely, surely he'll change it. We got a goal, goal down. I go, all right, now Arteta's probably going to tell him to stick to your position and be a striker. Yeah. No, it didn't happen. Not at all. And I was like, I was mind-boggled because Arteta, mate, if you've not got time to scout, watch my video. I told you how to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, it wasn't a hard, it's not a hard team to break down. They're really not. You're, yeah. Look, you're playing a team with a high line. And let's be honest, yeah, all season and even today, one thing that you'll notice, they focus on the ball player rather than the runners. And you'll see that the runners will always have space. And I said this yeah. was the key to breaking them down. Isn't the person on the ball, it's who's making the runs. And unfortunately, what happens is when you've got too many midfielders, not one of them knows where to be. You've got Emil Smith-Rowe kind of next to Martin Odegaard because they're too similar. The problem yeah. I have, right, if you're going to implement this false line you know, system that City have done with like the likes of Gundogan or Kevin yeah. De Bruyne. But guess what? Both of those players have scored double-figure goals in seasons. When have we seen Odegaard and Smith Rowe do that? You can do it. Like yeah. I'm not saying midfielders can't be false nines, but they have to have the ability to score at least double-figure goals. Like if you put, let's say for example, if we had Bruno Fernandes, let's say that would have been fine. A player like yeah. him would have been fine. But you can't. I've always said the easiest way to break this team down. Look at look at what Aubameyang did. Imagine if we had that from the beginning when Partey played Aubameyang through, and then obviously we know he slip missed the the shot. Yeah. If we had been able to do that constantly throughout the game, we would have had maybe five, six, maybe seven chances going into this game, and maybe we would have looked better. That would have made their defense shake a little, and maybe they wouldn't have been so dominant coming to us. And also, one thing, and I've always criticized Arteta for, why is it in these big games does he go ultra negative? I understand paying respects to a team, yeah. but there's, 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 there's too much respect. Yeah. And so, do you know what? Do you know what? I had both games on. So I was watching the United game and I said, like, you know what? At the beginning, yeah, United showed, like in the first half, were showing a little bit too much respect, in my opinion. They were yeah. a little bit more defensive, like, like they normally are absorbing pressure. In the second half, Oli must have said to them, forget it. Don't show them any respect. Go for their throats. Yeah. Why didn't we do that? Like you see that in the first half, none of this was working. None of this defensive style of play was working. I don't even know if we were defensive because that's how bad we were playing. 
I don't know whether we were trying to be defensive, whether we were... I didn't understand anything that was going on. And then, obviously, Arteta's come out in his press conference and said, oh, um, Danny Ceballos got a red card just before... You had 15 minutes in the interval to take him off. Why did you wait? It, it, it'd have been better off not saying anything. But go on, yeah, yeah. go on, mate. Sorry. So, yeah, it was just... Yeah, for me, too much of it didn't make any sense because us as an, I'm not even a manager, nor do I have any coaching badges, nor am I yeah, some yeah. sort of tactical expert. But I can tell you how Villarreal play. Just, all you had to do was watch maybe two or three games, their last three games, and you would have figured out exactly how to break this team down. Barcelona done it. You know, you know, Cadiz have done it. Alaves have done it. Yeah. Teams who are not even at nowhere near in the levels, even in La Liga, they're not levels. They're like a relegation battle team, and they were doing it. So, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, I don't think he knows what is best. I don't know whether it's because Aubameyang actually wasn't ready, whether Lacazette's actually not ready, whether, you know, the players who he wanted to play in the system weren't ready, but he got it wrong today. Yeah, let me just touch on quickly. I'm going to come to you, RJ. Give me two secs, bro. Um, Colin, big up Colin in the chat. Um, Colin, you took the words out of my mouth, mate. I was on um, same old Arsenal, um, four men in the mic, um, uh six o'clock today before the game and um i said i don't understand how we've got to this stage of the season with this manager um and yet we still don't have a consistent 11. i i find that i find that baffling before us you know, i'm gonna be devil's advocate Go i on, think bro. i think the reason why he's not been able to fight is because of the injuries more than anything I think we've had too many key injuries to the point where he's having to chop and change too much. And then what happens is, unfortunately, these players, like, like for example, when Holding and Mari played and Gabriel was out, they actually yeah. formed a good partnership. And a lot of us were getting a bit, well, not all of us, but a lot of us were getting a bit too excited. Oh, look at Holding, he's back, Holdini, and all of this, right? And with Pablo Marie. And obviously, it's difficult when players are on form just to take them out because the player's back. And then, obviously, Taney's been in, and then after, like, five or six games, injured, and then he'll come back for a bit and then play maybe five, six games, and then get injured again. And, unfortunately, he's having to chop and change. I'm not saying that that's an excuse for him, but I do think I am going to try and be as balanced and as fair as I can, but that's just the way I like to judge managers. And that's just me playing devil's advocate on that one. Yeah, I think the only thing I would say to that is... um. I, I don't. I, I said in also on the earlier stream and probably previous content that I get it. You're gonna have a nucleus of six, seven, maybe eight players you play week in, week out, and you'll have a, you'll have an adjustment of three or four players around yeah. it. But no consistent centre back pairing, no consistent yeah. forward line. It's been that the case the entire season. I do take into point the injury because there has been some aspects of it. But um, Arjun, let me bring you in. I know you want to say something, mate. Go on, bro. What I've got to say to Solzer's point, um, one of his points, was Martinelli. Why did he not suck Martinelli at all? I mean, look, we knew Aubameyang might have been at risk. And I I actually picked him in my start and I thought, you know what, I'll go with Aubameyang, see how yeah. he's doing, maybe take him off a little bit later if the job's done. Bring on a Martinelli if that. Worst case scenario, you could have started Martinelli. We know the manager likes to do the complete opposite of what we like to do. Half the time, and so as you said it yourself, you ain't got no coaching badges, neither do I, neither do you, Albert. But I think nine out of ten will probably get the squad, the right squad, right, the way he plays the games. So I, I, I question that. I mean, I said it earlier. You knew Supplies was on a yellow. 
the smart thing to do was to take him off. You take him off, right? You bring you put you put Jacker back in that midfield. I know we can't stand Granite Jacker, but you just put him there. I'd rather Jacker there than left back because it's even more casualty him being left back than centre midfield. I'm sorry, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. And you know what? Going back to the whole injury situation, I hear, but again, you know, too much rotation. Too much. And I remember a time when we used to get at Emery for tinkering too much. Yeah. You know? How how funny is that in hindsight? We I moan mean, at Emery yeah. and then yeah. we get Arteta and he does even more tinkering than Emery did. Funny that, isn't it? Just wanted to make that yeah, point. It, it, it's like I made. It's like uh, yeah, good points, RJ and Souls. It's like I made the point at the start of the um, stream. I think for 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 whatever way you view Arteta, I just think tonight. Um, I think some people. I think most people just had enough. I just. I. He's not making it easy on himself, man. I mean, you're playing a false nine in the semi-final of the first leg against a guy. Who's an experienced coach? I mean, we knew the danger in terms of Samuel. You know, um, what's his surname again? Set for me. Uh, away yeah, yeah, my, my Nigerian, bro, my Nigerian brother, man. I tried to, I tried to slip in a couple of DMs to him, like, like just go easy on, like, I'll, I'll pull back. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I mean, if I'm honest, I was knowing that threat was there. It is, it is crazy to think. You would have played Granite Xhaka there, and that's nothing against Granite Xhaka personally, because he's not—he he didn't ask to play there. You know, you have—you have—you don't have unfit fullbacks not to play there. You just chose to stick Granite Xhaka there. Yeah, and like you said, RJ, within the first four minutes, you saw the danger already. We could have dealt with that better with the first goal we conceded. Um, the second goal, oh Jesus Christ! I mean. You know that we've been we, apparently. You know we brought in a defensive coach to help with our defensive setup because we're not doing anything offensively de- um, in in terms of set pieces. Um, we hardly scored any goals. Um, sort of the the offensive side of it from set pieces. So it was too it was too easy. The first goal was too easy. The second goal was very easy. Yes, it was a good delivery from the corner, but I mean, come on, man! Like you got two center halves winning the winning the first ball and the second ball. Um. Souls, yeah. I, I, before I come, I'm going to come back to Souls. Yeah, um, the midfield. I just, I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, when we re-signed Sabios for the season-long loan again, I, I said, I've said it a million times before. I wasn't exactly breaking out the bunting because I just, I just, to me, for someone who's meant to be a t- technically gifted footballer, you take too long on the ball. There's too many touches. Too many touches. It's too slow. There's so many, so many occasions. Just get your head up, take your touch, release the ball. Even if you're gonna pop it off sideways, just just do it quick, just do it effective. There was nothing in the first half. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm baffled to be honest. Um, so yeah, we um two 0 down. It's not looking fantastic. You know what it is? I thought Arsenal were very nervy in that first ten minutes. Um, they started a bit sharper. Um, we sort of got a foothold in the game for about 10 15 minutes, and then blam, first, um, second goal. The second goal, sorry, should I say 2 0? Um, and we, we made one fourth look like Philip Lam. 
I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't understand. I can't understand what was going on. I mean, surely Mikel Arteta must have seen that in the first half that we was getting bombarded down our left hand side, man. So Bias didn't have the legs to cope with one fourth breaking from the fullback position. Um, what shocked me even more, actually, and I, and maybe I'm being naive in saying it. People in the chat, you two guys, you're on the live stream with me. I was shocked there wasn't any halftime changes. Yeah. Absolutely dumbfounded. I, I I couldn't believe it. One for the yellow card, and I must I must say, with the whole Sabayas thing, when he got the second yellow, I'll be honest, I couldn't believe he got a yellow card for that. <laughs> I, I generally couldn't believe it. I thought because yeah. the referee was kind of on it throughout the whole game, just any sort of contact foul, free kick. Um, so he was unlucky in that in that in that sense, but for um. Arteta to make reference to it that he was thinking about taking him off. Like I said, Souls, he'd have been, he'd have been better off not saying anything. Um, so, yeah. So, Souls, coming to you again, mate. What did you make of sort of coming into the second half and my point about that I was shocked that there wasn't any subs? What was your feelings and thoughts, mate? Do you know what, right? I don't think either party or Sabias covered themselves in glory. Um, no, party no. should have done a lot, lot better for that second goal. Um, simply because he lost his man. Now, okay, yeah, you can understand that ball should never have gotten to Raul Ambion. I, I kind of understand that. But the fact it did, and Party didn't try and close him down, the fact that Danny Sabayas and Xhaka couldn't stop Chikwesi for that first goal, and it kind of just shimmered off into, you know, Trigueros. And I said, Trigueros, trust me, don't underrate this guy because he is actually a good player. Mm. And a lot of people were saying that nah, Parejo, you know, your Torres. And I was saying, no, trust me, Trigueros is one of those. Yeah, he might have not scored in the Europa League, but yeah. he is one of those players who's technically gifted. And when it came to the second half, I was like, okay, you know, you know, the truth is, yeah, and I know this might rattle a few people and maybe people will not, not well, agree with me. But Xhaka and Partey together, I'm not saying this is the future, I'm just saying right now, in terms of what we have available to us, Xhaka and Partey need to be the midfielders. The reason being, right, is because Sabayas, for me, is too weak. Now, he's not a player who's who's combative, he's not he's not a strong midfielder. Xhaka at least try, like, he might not be good, but he, he at least tries to, you know, go in for the player or try and get yeah. the ball. That's what we were missing in that midfield. And I think Partey also, and I know, look, I'm not saying Partey is better because of Xhaka or anything like that, but Partey and Xhaka together do actually look good and they seem to complement each other in different ways. And the fact that he didn't change that, because all he would have had to do was say to Saka, all right, you come into left-back, let's move party Xhaka into that midfield, and then all they then need to do was decide, okay, Sabayos then should have come off at half-time and maybe bring on, like, Martinelli like he was going to do anyway. Uh, and I, th I think it was mind-baffling that he didn't try and... He didn't even change the system. I don't understand. Mm. it Because, you know, if, if it had worked, even for the last five or ten minutes, I would have said... Okay, do you know what? Actually, maybe the system is now you know oiled up and it's running, but I didn't see it for the full forty-five minutes. Not even for a minute of that game was I like, okay, I see what he's trying to do. I didn't understand it one bit. And if if a fact of like professional coaching team and a manager couldn't understand that, makes me very concerned about the future of this club. No, good point. So I was also sorry I missed before I come to RJ. I missed obviously we had the um. We had the penalty in the first half, but unfortunately, uh, they picked up on the Pepe handball. Um, so yeah, 
VAR, man. Listen, um, it happens, in it? But what can you say? But yeah, RJ, sort of come into the second half, mate. I think, obviously, the first 10 minutes, Arsenal's a bit more intensity, which I had to be, to be honest, after that first half. Um, but then, obviously, we made, we made it difficult for ourselves with the sending off. Um, so what did you make of that? And, I mean, someone dropped in the comment, I think, big up the real captain in there, saying that he actually could really could have got sent off before the... Uh, uh, the second yellow, which kind of summed up his performance, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, what did you make of it, RJ, bro? Um, shout out to the real captain, man, because yeah. he was yeah. right. I mean, and I was, I was going to interrupt you and say about that foul, but I thought, no, when I get on no, no, no. to talk, because no problem. he was, he, he's been, he was asking for it, he was asking for it. The amount of times you see Danny Sapias after he got that yellow card making them ah oh, oh, that comment yeah oh my god mm. trust me um he mm. was nitpicking at it he was asking to get sent off because it's, and then he had he, he had the audacity to go on a on a rant an outrage oh how are you sending <laughs> me off bro did you not forget about the other challenges the nitpicking challenges where you almost yeah. nearly got sent off man up man this guy no i'm telling you this guy needs to get in the bin it's not good enough and souls, you're right. You know, a lot of us don't. And I've said this to Albert off camera once. You know, we talked about Xhaka and Partey in that midfield as much as we need better than Xhaka. And real captain said it right, right now. Xhaka yeah, 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 yeah. In that midfield, it has to be that. Unfortunately, we need better than Xhaka. We're not saying, you know, this is the, you know, what I mean, like Soul said, this is the future. Blah blah blah. Like it's not that. Yeah. Right now we need. That's how bad yeah. it is. Yeah. Exactly. Right Good point. You know they yeah. do complement each other. You have a point there, Souls. But you know we need better. We need more mobility in that mid. I don't know. That's what I said. I said we need better. But for the right now, they, no, they're agree. the best we have to yeah. offer. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. I do agree with you. It's this is it. You know we moan at our defense, but our midfield is just. It's too easy at times to get pocket through. It's just like it's like cutting a, a, a loaf of butter, man. Jeez, <laughs> literally. Literally. No, yeah, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but you're right. There was too many times in that game, um, first and second half, where it was too easy. And why should it be that if you're, you're playing with you're playing with no strikers? So why is it so easy for that team to break? You know. I mean, obviously, Moreno's had a good season for them. Let's never right. The guy scored 26 goals in 38 games, all competitions. But um, mm. we, we did make it too easy. I mean, just look at the goals, man. Come on. I mean, it, it, that's what he called early Christmas presents, man. This particular second goal defensively was terrible. But um, yeah, sort of going to the second half. When I come to goals, season. Yeah, yeah. So, you're, no, you're right. So I'll come to you again, mate. Um, so Leno makes a key, key save, man. Um very key. So I think the tide have been over. It, that would have been over. It goes in. Obviously, we're down to um, 10 men due to a surprise been sent off. And unbelievably, um, and it does sound strange to say we play better with 10 men. Now, yeah, no, we, were, we were up to 11 men when he got sent off. We finally yeah. became a team. With, with, with 10, with, which, yeah. is, which, is, which is crazy. Why would it take for you to go down to 10 men to look, to look more dangerous? Um, so yeah, we kind of we get the we get the penalty with Saka. <laughs> I'm laughing with the Saka decision, right? Let me tell you something, right? 
I'm not going to come on this live stream and talk bullshit, right? That wasn't a penalty. If that got given against us, I'd be spitting blood. I'd be on, I'd be generally serious. Even Jumberg and Keon were kind of like, you know what? He kind of, the foot did kind of, because the guy didn't make a forward motion to me. I thought, rah, yeah. Saka's, got, Saka's got one there, man. I don't think that's a penalty. I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. I didn't think it was. All right, you know, my, my my opinion is from what I've seen this season, that is a penalty because I, I, hear seen, I hear what you're saying. Like, at least they were being consistent with it, and, and and it's and it's been crappy decisions everywhere. Like even United got a questionable penalty for like a fairly similar situation. So this is, all right. Look for me, yeah, the second half was a bizarre one because yeah, very the changes needed to be made. Obviously, we know that, but it was. It was weird because Danny Sabao's getting sent off was actually a blessing in disguise because he's now, now he, I don't know. You know, if they try and appeal this year, red card, I swear to God, I'm going to intercept it. Yeah. I'm going to intercept it like can't blood and I'm going to shred that paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's not happening. I'm not allowing no, you to happen. They, 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 no, no, so they can't, they can't try and put an appeal for that. They're they, out their mind. But I'm shredding it. They ain't going to, it's not going to get to them. So yes, it's not going through. Couldn't get that from the wheeze. Which wasn't ascending off. What makes you think we're gonna get it up for Tobias? No, no, I'm not Come even on. gonna let them attempt it because you know what? Your are gonna be looking at. Oh, you know, if they play Tobias, they might be out. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, we'll accept it. So I'm not gonna allow it. I'm not even chancing this, right? That's 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 just my point. But yeah, no, on the second half, do you know what? One thing I will say is Pepe seemed to have gotten a lot better in that second half than he did in the first. A lot more. Balls were given into him. And he was trying to make things happen. The problem, mm. <laughs> you know what the problem is, we reverted back to how we normally played, as in crossing the ball into the box. Guess what? Who are you crossing no into? No one's yeah, in crossing there. into That's Smith Rowe. Yeah. Like how? Yeah. How? Like yeah. Arteta. So you said to them, "Oh yeah, play like you've been doing all season." But the only thing you won't have is a target man. Like, please make it make sense. Like. It, you know, I, look, I've always said, look, I'm not really one to blame the manager because I know the situation with the owners and not being backed, and I think it's unfair. But these sort of decisions, yeah, you do have to start to sit back, right? Even just just as a just with a, even a few brain cells and think, right? Okay, you didn't get backed, but why did you think a midget in the box was going to score a header, like? Against three centre backs, they're playing a three at the back. They they yeah. then bring their centre, their midfields also come back and they crowd the box like they've always done. The wide players get a lot of freedom, like we see with Saka and Pepe, loads of freedom because they don't actually care what you do out wide because in the middle they're fine. If you want to cross the ball and go for it because you ain't going to score that way. Even if you look at the likes of Barcelona, Real Madrid, even any team who's beaten them in La Liga this season, how they done it right down the middle. Because they played quick balls straight through the middle, and that's how they scored. And we're fortunate to have a two-one, and and that sounds yeah. mind-boggling. Yeah. I, I'm glad it's two because that could have been yeah. easily four or five, maybe. This could have been a whitewash because they were constantly coming at us, putting so much pressure on us. And guess what? They kind of came into the second half with the intent to defend. That's why we may have seemed to look better, but that's a false perception in my opinion because we actually know better because we didn't actually do anything in that final third. That gives me hope that we can actually go through. The only thing that I, I will say is the fact that David Louise, Aubameyang, uh, Lacazette maybe, um, Tierney, Odegaard, Tierney. 
Yeah, Tony. Tony. Hopefully, he's back in his. I just hope he's not being rushed back because that for me would piss me off even more. But mm. you know, I, I'm hoping these players are back and maybe against Newcastle, give them like 30 minutes just to kind of get a few game minutes into their legs and then go and start them. Because I'd what I'd rather have right have a good start and then bring them off rather than do the opposite where we try and bring them on. Because I want this game won in the first half in, in that second leg. I want to be 2-0 up, comfortable, and then start to bring these players off if we need to do it. I don't... And, and if Tierney isn't fit, Saka, please, for, for the love of God, play Saka at left-back. Because for me, I don't like I don't want to bash you. Know, I try not to do this, but he doesn't offer us enough in that sort of... In the box. He's good at in the wider areas, where he can cross the ball in or he can play a ball or play a one-two with, with the wing-back. That's what yeah. he's really good at. Don't put him in a situation where he needs to shoot because that's going to frustrate the fans. It's going to frustrate the way we play. And I've always said, when I used to play football, the more chances you missed... Oh, yeah, he does. He does. He's, he's a big lady. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. You know, like, so even when I played football, right, the more chances as a team we missed... Especially in a game like this where it was high pressured, potentially for a cup or even going through, or we could have got knocked out. The more chances you miss, the more you started to disbelieve in yourself. And I know that sounds bad because you're meant to have mm. like an elite mentality, but the more you missed, you were like, "Oh my god, what do we need to do to score?" And and you, and you do start to doubt yourself a teeny bit. Even a percentage at this level is enough not to win a game. And that's why I think he needs to stop putting Saka in them situations where it's becoming a detriment to his confidence and his mentality because I can start seeing that because his head does drop when he misses a chance. So put him into left-back, allow him to play until Tierney's back and, and play it that way because we won't. People say, yeah, but we'll lose his attacking intent. We won't because his attacking intent is actually from the wider position where he yeah. has the ability to cross the ball in, not from when he cuts into the box. He's done, so, he's done, it, he's done it for Arsenal and England, to be fair. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So oh, that's, oh. that's for me what I want to see because I think what you need to do is give these players a run out in Newcastle and just see how they're playing because I'd rather not them not play Newcastle and then come into. Villarreal and then get injured because we've seen it with Roma today, two injuries in the first sort of 20 or 30 minutes and that basically cost them the second half and I don't want that to be the situation with us. No, good points, man. Yes, right, RJ, before I come to you, yeah, I thought, I thought um, like I said, we I thought we was better with 10 men um, and actually when it was evened up at 10, um, you know, sending off each with... Um, Kapuwe stupid tack. I actually thought that would I actually could understand that being a yellow card and him getting sent off, but the Sabas and I was like, no, that's a bit harsh. But um I actually thought it reverted. I actually thought personally thought it reverted back to type how it was eleven against eleven when we went when it went down when it went to ten versus ten. That's what I thought. I thought some of our passing um in the midfield area was terrible. I I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. He's a professional international footballers. Well, you can't pass the ball from A to B. Like, if the passing was just a little bit or a little bit better or more better, whatever you want to look at it, we could have come away with a 2 2 tonight. Better, better final balls. I think the best one I saw during the entire game was the party pass to Bamyang with, you know, the chance in injury, injury time. That was, that was probably the only pass I can remember of note where we actually got behind their back line. Um, and then obviously when in the first half when Pepe got the penalty, but yeah, we that kind of that got taken away. But yeah, RJ, what did you make of sort of um 
the second half. Do you agree with Souls or myself or in terms of, you know, did we did we look did 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 we look better or did it flat to deceive or do you think we'd actually better with you know the ten men? Um I think we grew into the game after Tobias went. Um <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which is hilarious because that should have happened in the first half. But yeah. I mean, you're right, hundred percent right, both of you, man. I mean and the passing was so poor. Oh, I mean, you just poor. said it, man. Partey, for me, was one of the worst players on the pitch. He did one good pass. Hmm. One good pass. And we and do you know what's so funny about that? Didn't he do that pass for Lacazette against Sheffield United? Yeah, United. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Yeah. And I mean some and and, and, and look, a Batman was very unlucky because he slipped as well. He just slipped yeah. and obviously the goal he made himself big. So no qualms with that. But why did we not see that before? But again, when you're not playing a striker and then you're forced <laughs> to bring Martin Eddie on. That really peed me off. That really peed me off. I don't know about you guys, but that really peed me off. I'm there shouting at the TV. You know, it gets emotional sometimes when you watch Arsenal play. But it's hard to be level-headed. It's really hard, you know? Yeah, especially after the two Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm screaming at the TV at Arteta, this fraud, okay? Um... Why are you bringing on Martin Eddy after Sabias got sent off? And not even that. Why did you not take Sabias off? I mean, come on. Yeah. If he did, and this is the thing you said earlier, Albert, about being naive um, to think Arteta would make a substitution at halftime. Why did you think that? He has given us no clear cut evidence to him making a halftime substitution. Yeah. Because he's hardly yeah. done it this season. And I know, don't get me wrong, bro. I really wanted him to do that, but he didn't it, do it. it oh, we're used to, me, to, that. to me, Matt, it was, yeah, you're right. It, to me, it was a no-brainer. I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand that at all. This is what gets on my nerves about him. This is why I, 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 he's got a go for me. It took me probably, like I said, the Burnley game at home. I was just like, nah, he got a go. And then I've been on the fence, and then I've been like, nah, he definitely got a go because of stuff like this. He. They, people make excuses for him. He's, he's learning on the job, this, that, and the third. You knew what you was getting yourself into, all right? And the owners, don't get me wrong, they screwed they, they screwed him over as well. I will say that <laughs> in terms of finances yeah. Yeah. and not backing him properly. When I mean backing him properly, I mean letting him get more players than we needed because we needed another left-back, and this is what we get. And I agree with Souls 110%. Saka needs to be playing left-back. If we can't play Cedric there and you don't trust him, you put Saka there. How many assists did Saka get last season playing in that left wing back role? Quite it was double years. figures. It was about yeah. 10 or something, yeah. Right. There, you go. Right. there you go. There you go. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's not it's not happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Ardo, <laughs> yeah, you do make a good point. <laughs> it, you do make a good point. It, it is worrying. And, or oh, it's, or oh, let me rephrase that. Um, it's been a worry. I'm going to bring souls in after my little bit two pence. Um, like I said earlier in the stream, we've got to this stage of the season and he's still, I take into Ardy's point about the inexperience as well. We do, we know that about Arteta, but to get to this stage of the season and he's making the choices he's making. Someone made a, someone made a good point in the chat. Who is he listening to on the touchline? 
Because we're told, we're told in terms of his coaching in his backroom team, they're an experienced set of guys. But you can't be leaning on them because look at the decisions tonight. Tonight, I mean, you can talk about weeks ago or this away game, that home game in Europe or in the Premier League. Look at, just look at, just go, just take in isolation tonight. The formation set up, man. The no halftime substitutions. Better with 10 men. Bringing Martinelli on because we've got a man sent. It, to me, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going through his head. I, I, it, it baffles me. Particularly knowing you're going away in the first leg against a guy who tactically, you know, people can say what they want about Emery, but he like he knows what he's doing when it comes to this competition. It just that's why I think wherever you sit in the camp of Arteta tonight. Definitely tonight. I've seen the reaction on Twitter and it's whatever all the other social people might say, Oh, yeah, but that happens on social media anyway. It it does, but I think for the ones that tried to make a case for Arteta, I said it when I was on um Harry Simu's show. Big up Harry for letting me come on and co-host with him on Chronicles of Aguna. I find it difficult to like this team for a very long time this season, and on top of that. It's difficult to make a case for this guy to stay in the job. I said it, I'd be honest, I've said it for quite a while. I, I, RJ, you probably agree, Souls. I don't know what your thoughts were in terms of Arsenal winning the, the Europa League, probably from, I don't know, the second round stage to the quarterfinal stage. I didn't think that, but I think we come up a bit short. That's what I said. But I said, if Arteta does manage to get the Europa League, whether Arsenal fans like it or not, I think it would get him another season. But then my issue is, the board, the hierarchy need to take a step back and say, you know what? Okay, maybe if he gets us the Europa League, for example, sake, right? Then, but you know what? But we lost 14 games or 15 games this season in all comps. You know, our league position is awful. Yeah, we've got Europa League, but I would want them to be having them thoughts in their head to say, you know what? Are we sure about this? Because I can see a scenario already, you know, I've been like, I'm not Mystic Meg, believe me or not, people in the chat and people when they listen to this on audio, but I can see a situation where, okay, they give him next season. Yeah. Before Christmas, he'll be gone. Finished, toast. He'll be gone. Because you can't, because then you would be in a situation where for the ones that are, the ones that are pro art, I'll say that. You know, he's got he's got the summer, the beginning, he's gone into the new season. The results are still the same. The performances are still the same. The football's still the same. The indecisions, the lack of cohesion, the, the you know, no consistency in the centre-back pairings. You know, Saliba, is he going to come back? I'm assuming he is. But um, there's so many questions to be asked and you're going to put this in the hands of an inexperienced coach at Arsenal Football Club. Someone mentioned it in the chat earlier, and I've said it for I banged on about it for about three months. I don't know any fo- any big football club in inverted commas that would allow a situation where you have an inexperienced head coach, technical director, CEO. Never seen it happen in my lifetime of watching football, and yet you're expected to come in at Arsenal Football Club, who's been struggling for year upon season after season, to ask Mikel Arteta to get us Champions League football. It's it's it, it's crackers to me. I did, it makes no logical sense. And yeah, uh, uh, so let me come to you. So um, 
we get the goal, obviously, it's 2-1. Two, um, two, um, sort of the game, generally, I'll, I'll get your guys' thoughts in terms of standout players or who you thought came out a bit of credit or... But do you think we got away with it tonight or do you still give us a puncher's chance for the second leg, mate? So... Um, it's such a tough one. Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is, my stance on Arteta is I do genuinely, I know this is going to sound boggling to people, <laughs> but I do genuinely think if he's properly backed by any club, he actually will get them competing. But that's the problem at Arsenal. You're not going to get backed. Um, mm. But because I do think, you know, when he's had a full fit team and you look at his tactics, I actually don't think they're that bad. But it's just, a lack of consistency this season is what his downfall is going to be. And I think if if, if the rumours are to be true, where I, I don't believe them, but, you know, let's let's wait and see. If we are getting five or six plays in the summer, then, yeah, the pressure's on him. But I do think with proper backing and if he can get certain players in, I do actually give him a chance that he can actually get us back into the Champions League. I know it's a big thing to say, but I don't think his tactics are that bad. But... On the chance of like on our second leg, it's it's tough. It's really tough because the only I'm not giving it because of Arteta. The only reason I'm giving us a chance is because of the players returning, and that's that's the only reason I'll give it because I do think Aubameyang will be really good for us, and I think Odegaard would have had more minutes into his game since his injury, and that will only do him wonders. Uh, I'd say rest Smithrow against Newcastle just to kind of freshen him up. And I think, yeah. and, and I've said this, you know, the, the mind-boggling thing is, I know he likes to play this Smithrow and Odegaard sort of midfield, but for me, against Villarreal, you need to have one of them and have just three pace merchants in Sack. Look, you could play Saka there if you want. You, you've yeah. got to play like a Martinelli, Pepe, a Bamiang. And, and players like that, because for me, when you've got such a high line to explore, do you know? Do you know what I said? This is what this is what I wanted Arteta to do was a combination of what we did against Leeds in the four-one, and what we did against Leicester when we beat them three-one yeah. was a two-three man press. Every time we go defending, yeah. we press high with a two or a three-man press. And then when when we transition in play, what we need is a Bamiang to do what he did against Leeds on the on literally on the line of the last defender waiting for that ball, just like Party did. And this is why I said, if that was all game, guess what? We might have actually come out with the result. But the problem was, I don't know whether... Because, look, this is why I, I'm not sure, because we know a lot of these players were in contention, but we, we weren't sure how, how fit they would have been. Yeah, so, so it's difficult. And I look, I don't... I'm, I'm one of them. I don't like bashing people. And I'm, I'm surprised after a game I'm not doing, because usually after a game, this is where I'm at the most emotional... Like I'm the worst to talk to after a game. After after once I've slept and a, a day later, I'll well, talk welcome, to the, welcome to the welcome to the, the uh, Arsenal Arsenal supporters club, mate. Trust me. Yeah, like, but you know, like after a day after or two days after, I might actually talk a bit of sense. That's why I'm surprised by myself that I'm actually discomposed because usually I'm not. But um, that's why I give us a punches chance. Because of the players that are coming back, not because of Arteta and what he wanted to do. So, I hope, I hope, to, for me, the hopes are Taney is back. That's what I really hope. And and, and I'm, yeah. the reason why I keep saying I hope he's back, because I actually don't believe he is fit. 
And I know that sound. I know people say, oh, yeah, but he's on the bench. You wouldn't put him on the bench. No, I actually don't think he's fit. I genuinely don't. I have just travelled, didn't it? It wasn't even yeah, the bench. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he is fit. And that's why I'm scared to like, even want to play him. But I hope he actually is fit. And I'm hoping and I'm going to pray all week that he is fit. I hope um, Aubameyang can replicate even an ounce of his form that he has done in these cup competitions. And to be fair, when the pressure's been on us in the second leg, We've actually turned up. Like when we look at Benfica, all odds were against us, but we turned that leg around to three-two. So there's always a chance for us to go through. And look, I'm gonna I'm gonna become depressed once we're out out because I do think there's a slim and, and, and I'm saying it's a very slim chance, but I do think we'll we'll, we'll we might just do it. I think I think I think because a one-nil is fine. A one-nil scoreline is fine. That's why I say it. Yeah, but so do you trust his team to get a clean sheet? Uh, if David Luiz is back and Tierney's back, then maybe. Because you know our home forms, it may, it's, well, it's been, I think it's been rough. It, no, 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 the reason why I say that is because if Tierney's back, Shaka and Party would be the midfielders and it will be David Luiz and Gabriel. And that's the reason when, I think when them four play in the middle, we've got enough there to stop them. But I do think, right, and this is going to be a bold one, but I think this is going to penalties. It's going to be it's it's going to be tough, mate. Arjun, I'm going to come. To, I'm going to, before I come to you, mate. Big up to the guys in the chat. Keith's in there. Pinati Guna, the three pointers TV. Jewel Gems in there. Real captain. Big up to you guys in the chat. Smash the like button if you haven't already. And thank you for your constant and consistent support for my channel, man. It's much appreciated. Trust me. Your time means more than anything. Believe me. Um. Guys, I'm going to wrap up soon. I'm going to get the two final points from the guys in terms of um, their, their their positives and, and their Arsenal players tonight who they thought kind of stood out amongst a very mixed bag of a performance. Um, so, yeah, Arjun, I'm going to come to you. Sort of, what, what's your what's your thoughts sort of 2-1 down going into the second leg? Um, there might even be a protest that day from what we may hear. Might, may, maybe, maybe. But... Um, yeah, RJ, what's your thoughts? Um, 2-1 down, um, got the away goal, which I always said, you know, you go away in Europe the first leg, you have to score, so we've got a chance. Um, one goal takes us through, but what's your what's your immediate kind of thoughts for that second leg coming up, mate? Like I said earlier, one foot in, one foot out. <laughs> I'm, that, that is the God's honest truth. One foot in, yeah. one foot out. I mean, look at that. Look how many shots on target. Yeah. Sorry, Raja, let me cut you inside. Yeah, guys, for the audio listeners, I've just put the possession stats on the screen. Um, RJ, take it ahead. Take away, mate. Take it away. Um, I mean, nine shots on target. I mean, nine shots, sorry. I wish it was nine shots on target. Two on target, <laughs> all game. Two on target, all game. It's a joke. It's a joke. And we're, and we're supposed to have improved. Do you know what? If uh, if hmm. Villarreal, right, win, beat us at the Emirates, then who do we look at? Because remember, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Emery didn't get the back in Mikel Arteta did, right? Yeah. In terms of players that he wanted. And we all knew that. We all knew that. Everyone could be like, oh, yeah, but look at how much he spent in the chat to the window, blah, 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 blah. But we know players he wanted and we know the players that he was given in both windows. And he's missed the Europa League. We know that. 
That's why they hired him originally. Mm. But overall, I'm not going to make this long. You know, it's it's going to look really damning on that board, especially with the whole, you know, takeover situation yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. 100%. It's going to make them even more egg on their face if we get knocked out. My final thoughts on this, Pepe man of the match. Yeah. Hands down, you know. Um, we got to go out there. We got to defend for our lives. They're going to sit back and they're going to try to hit us on the counter. Yeah. 100%. That's what they're going to do. Because they know that they all they got to do is draw or get a goal. That's all they got to do. Yeah. You know, just like what Slavia Prague did, you know, in the first leg. All they got to do is, all they had to do was just chill, you know? But mm. we made it eat. We, we didn't allow that. So for me, Tierney comes back. Abamyang starts. Yeah. Or Lacazette start if Lacazette's fit. If he's not fit, Martinelli or Abamyang start. One of the two up top. If Tierney's not fit enough, you put Saka left back. I've had enough of Granite Xhaka left back. It's not good enough. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, this that next leg determines whether Mikel Arteta is an Arsenal manager next season. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. I don't I, I, I don't want to hear he gets to the Europa League final and he lost. It's it look, the next game, his job's on the line. It has to be. And that goes for all you are to in guys. I have never in insulted any of you Arteta in people because, listen, you're all my Arsenal brothers and sisters. I've got a lot of love and respect for you guys. We're all a family. Yeah. I know yeah. it can get hostile at times. Yeah. But you guys need to really sit on the fence now and think about the club or the manager. And I know that sounds kind of a bit mad, but come on. That's my final thoughts. No, well said. No, strong, strong, strong views from uh, my brothers, RJ and Gunasols. Guys, we have come to an end before I wrap up. Um, big up to the guys in the chat. Thank you. Smash the like button if you haven't already. Appreciate your comments. Very, very lively, which was always going to be the case after. Um, renewed hope, as I said in my title with the uh, away goal from Pepe, the penalty. Um, my man in the match, um, Saka was dangerous as always, even though he wasn't super fantastic. But then the youngsters have always stepped up this season, haven't they, to be fair to them, um, even when it's been difficult. But, yeah, I have to get to Pepe. I thought he looked dangerous, actually, um, particularly in that second half. Um, he's actually, for someone that's not been given a lot of run of games, I hear a lot of people say, oh, yeah, but his goals, and he's got them in Europa League. He's got the same amount of goals in Europa League because he's got in the Premier League for a guy who hasn't consistently played you know, this season at all. But yeah, for me, Pepe was sort of my man in the match. I thought he was, I thought he, I thought he was good tonight. He looked dangerous. He gave us something. He tried to, he tried to get on the ball. And actually, you know what? People might say if you're a professional football, you should work hard off the ball. But not everybody does it. <laughs> not everybody does it. The eyes don't lie. And he does, he works his tail off. Um, not just tonight. I see him do it in other games as well. But yeah, Pepe's my man match. Big up to the guys in the chat. Smash the like button, like I said. Um, Guys, Rajay, where can the guys find you for your channel, man? Give give your give your channel a plug, bro. Well, guys, if you want to hear me rant and rave, go over <laughs> to my channel at Ryan, Ryan Williams ASC. You know my match reactions out, so you know check that out, guys. The new, please like, share, subscribe, and you know hit me out on RJ Wills, Albert. It's always a pleasure to link up with you and my boy Souls as well. Always a pleasure to link up with the bros. And uh, hopefully I can sleep tonight. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. 
Well said, RJ, my bro. Massive shout out. So, thank you for coming on, bro. Give your channel a plug, man. Yeah, so if Arteta is watching this year, I do tactical breakdowns, especially of the Spanish team. <laughs> so if you need any advice yet, just holler me, bro. At Leicester Bay Footy, Gunnar Souls, you know where to find me, Arteta. Or just give me a bell. I'll, I'll talk you through it. If you need, I'll share my screen and we'll walk. I'll walk you through it baby steps. We'll take baby steps. We'll dumb it down. And hopefully, you know, we can get this second leg together. Well said, my brothers. Guys, before I sign out and give my little two pennies worth, like I'd say, if you don't know what to do, you better know by now. And there you have it, people. As you know, your host, yours truly, Albert JTV. Smash the like button, subscribe to my channel. And my Twitter handle is at AUMO57. But as you guys can see, it's going along the bottom of the screen on YouTube, Facebook Live and Periscope. For audio listeners, you can get me on Spotify and Anchor. Guys, that's the end of the show. Big up to the people in the chat. Big, lively, lively in the chat. Lively. Respect to you guys for coming on this late night. Well, started out yesterday, comes into today, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, big up to the guys in the chat. That is me, Albert JTV, over and out. Hashtag Villarreal2. Arsenal won. We have renewed hope.